It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to West Indies on 99.94. I'm your host, Mashal St. Patrick Hewitt from the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And with me as ever is my partner in crime, Santoki Nagilendran. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Deandra Dochin's bombshell retirement and Barbados women. Santoki, take it away. Boy, Michelle, never a dull day in West Indies cricket. Here we were planning an episode on Barbados's campaign at the Commonwealth Games when suddenly Monday, as you rightly say, bombshell news, West Indies women most capped player, Deandra Dottin, scorer of the fastest century in T20 international cricket in the women's format, announced she was retiring from West Indies cricket with immediate effect. One of the all-time greats for the side, Michelle, this is major, major news, isn't it? I, I, I literally, it's it's rare now that something happens in West Indies cricket that that throws me because, as you kind of point out, we're so used to something happening <laughs> that, that we wake up each day of every week thinking, what 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 madness is going to happen in West Indies cricket today or this week, whatever it might be. But I'll I'll I'll, I'll willingly admit to you, Santoki, that this one threw me a bit. I. I, I didn't see this coming. I, I don't think anyone in West Indies cricket, well, obviously Cricket West Indies knew it was coming because as we get into it, when we look at the, the date that DeAndre Dottin sent this letter into Cricket West, cricket West Indies, this has clearly been known about for, for quite some time. But for casual observers or even the more um, hardcore observers of West Indies cricket, this would have been a nutshell. And only those absolutely in the know would have seen this coming, but Santoki, someone who obviously wasn't in the know, <laughs> was the West Indies women's captain, Hayley Matthews, because I don't even know why I'm laughing, because this is absurd. And An interview has been carried out with her, and she's intimated that she wasn't in the know that, that, that this was going to happen. So so let maybe we should, where do we want to go with this, Santoki? Should we start with Deandra, or should we start with that interview and work our way backwards? You know what, I think, let's start with Deandra because it wasn't a typical, Michelle, it wasn't a typical uh, retirement announcement from a player. It didn't say, it said thank you for contributions and services, but it also, there was a fin- Finley Vale dig at, well, environment, team environment. Um, Michelle, have you got the statement in front of you? Do you want to read yeah, that we'll, kind of her exact we, we have to read this. We have to read this out. So people, this is a letter and this, <laughs> okay, this is a thing. Deandra dropped the letter on Instagram and and Twitter, put everyone on blast and then just ducked out. <laughs> like, we, we have to acknowledge that this is a mic drop of all mic drops. Imagine you duck out of West Indies duty and you just drop it on Instagram and Twitter and say, everyone, hold that. I'm out. But <laughs> this is the letter. This was the letter that was shared on social media. Uh, two Cricket West Indies, obviously Antigua. To whom it may concern, Please accept this letter as my formal retirement from the senior women's West Indies team, effective 1st of July, 2022. This announcement has come with much contemplation as cricket has always been a passion of mine. 
However, when the fire burns out, uh, one has to take time to reassess their commitment. There have been many obstacles during my cricket career that I've had to overcome. However, the current climate and team environment has been non-conductive to my ability to thrive and reignite my passion. I'm appreciative of the opportunities afforded to me, and I have ruminated on my decision over a period of time. Playing for the West Indies and representing the region has been an honour. During my 14 years of playing, I have trained at my best and grown as a player physically, mentally and emotionally. It is the combination of this growth that has assisted me in reflecting on what is truly important to me. With much sadness, but without regret, I realise that I am no longer able to adhere to team culture and team environment as it has undermined my ability to perform excellently. I wish the organisation and the team all the best in the future. Sincerely, Deandra Dottin. Santoki, there's so many shots in that. <laughs> that so, I, don't even, I don't even know where you start with unpicking you know, the shots. You know when you're doing like your GCSEs and you get a piece of text and you have to analyse paragraph by paragraph? <laughs> we, might, we might have to do that because I think the first thing is the timing. So she announced her retirement taking immediate effect from the 1st of July. Obviously, her statement came out the 1st of August, so there was a month gap in between there. And it's also interesting, the timing, that it came in the middle of Barbados's campaign at the Commonwealth Games. So she didn't do it beforehand. She didn't wait till the campaign had finished. She dropped it at its most dramatic time while the team was still playing in the Commonwealth Games. Obviously, she hasn't criticised the board. There's nothing about finances, pay, administration. It seems like the squad or the change room has caused issues. So it's a thinly veiled dig at players. We know Hayley Matthews was recently made captain of the West Indies side. You'd imagine she would be the one who coordinates that team environment, is responsible for that team environment. So you'd have to imagine it was a sort of dig at Hayley Matthews from that interpretation. Um, Very interesting. She hasn't played for West Indies for the past few months. Her form's been a bit patchy. She's blamed um, the team culture for kind of undermining her ability to play at her best. So that match, there's a lot to take in there, but you can tell she's obviously not happy. This isn't something she's happily chosen to do. It's almost as if her hand has been forced from her perspective. Ah, so I like that line you've just said there at the end. Her hand has been forced, and and like you say, uh, this has to be this almost has to be broken down stanza by stanza. So first <laughs> things first, first things first. When she says, "Where?" Let me find that line again. When she says, "The team culture and team environment has undermined my ability to perform," you can only and I'm I'm more than willing for Deandra to to come and clear the air because she hasn't done so yet. Um, I'm I'm I think you can only look at two people for that, right? It's either the captain or the coach, because they're the only two people that generally speaking have responsibility for team environment and team culture. So the coach obviously is Courtney Walsh, the captain is now Hayley Matthews. So I don't think it's a stretch to say she's taking shots at one of those two or both. Now let's not let's let's also remember that the start of this year we just had a World Cup where Stindy's women overachieved and got to the semi-finals of that World Cup. So if it is team culture, it's not like West Indies women have played a significant amount of cricket since that World Cup. So if it is team culture, when did this team culture and team environment begin to affect her? Was it at the World Cup? Was it before the World Cup? If it's post the World Cup, what team culture is it when they haven't actually really got together or all, all that much since since the world cup so then we have to ask ourselves well what has happened since the world cup one of the things that has happened is stefani uh, taylor has stepped aside as as captain which 
there was some consternation in the Caribbean about that because Stefani is generally seen as a successful captain, World Cup winning captain 2016 in her own right. Stefani's a GOAT of the women's game as well and, and so on and so forth. But granted, Stefani had done it for years upon years upon years. So it was kind of seen as, well, you know, Stefani, six, seven years in the job. It's time for you to stand aside. And I think people could see that. So the question, Santoki, is, Hayley Matthews was given the captaincy of the West Indies women team, women's team on the 25th of June. That's when the formal announcement came. If you look at the date of Deandra's letter, that was sent in to Cricket West Indies. Her retirement was effective the 1st of July. Now, I'm not Pryro. I, uh, uh, this ain't murder she wrote, Santoki. <laughs> but, but what I am saying is, <laughs> there's a week between a new captain being announced, and then a letter comes in from Deandra Dottin saying, I'm officially out of this team now. Is it wrong to draw a connection between the two? 100%. I think that must have played a part. Just as you said, the timing adds up. Deandra's 31, a senior player in the side. Maybe that she thought she deserved the opportunity to have the captaincy. Um, Obviously, West Indies, um, the selectors and the cricket board have their own reasonings as to why Hayley Matthews and their captain. I'd imagine it was more they were thinking long-term. She could be the leader for the next five, ten years. But Deandra Dottin, I guess, would maybe feel perhaps wrong that she wasn't given an opportunity. Stefani Taylor's been successful captain for a while. Deandra Dottin, who's another one of the GOATs, to not be able to ever captain West Indies might have hurt her. And, boy, I guess that's one thing. And I guess also, do you think economics played a part? Do you think... It's hard to know because she's obviously can play more franchise cricket now, but mm-hmm. is it that lucrative to say that she'd give up West Indies cricket to go on the franchise circuit, Mesh? I mean, so she's going to be part of what well, she is. She is part of the hundred. I believe she's playing for Manchester yeah. Originals. Is that the name? Yeah, I believe she's playing for the Manchester Originals. Um, so she's gonna the the the, the hundred bag for the women, whilst not as significant as the 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 men's bags for the, the 100, which of, of course is an issue in and of itself, but still the bag that DeAndre gets for the 100, just as an example, will be significant in comparison to the West Indies women's bag, yeah? Cool, we accept that. But there's ways and means to retire for the bag without cussing everybody out on your way out. You can you can just do a Pollard retirement. You can just say, boy, it's been an honour to serve the West Indies and the time has come now for my journey to come to an end. And everyone just accepts that, okay, Pollard stepped aside and now we can go get the bag, yeah? Deandra didn't have to cuss anybody out. <laughs> she didn't have to cuss no one to go get the bag. She could have just done that kind of ge- generic, oh, it's been such an honour. I remember winning the World Cup. I love to have played. I loved playing with my teammates. I want to thank this person, that person. I'm done now. I'm 31 years old. And I think everyone would have been like, rah, I mean, you're a bit young, but we, we accept that. And we accept that now you want to go get the bag. But mm-hmm. Santoki, this was, this reads like a painful retirement you know when like you leave a job and you do an exit interview and you're like boy let me just cuss out everyone in this whole organization because i've got my reference already (laughs) there's also there's also nuances to this as well mash because let's not forget deandra's bayesian she's from barbados traditionally bayesian players don't really cuss out it's usually jamaicans Guyanese, trinis so you know things must have been bad for a bayesian player to cuss out everything so completely unexpected and i guess Poor Hayley Matthews, her side had just taken licks against India yesterday, but obviously the first thing she was asked was about the sort of dotting retirement. She said, 
Thanks to DeAndra for everything she's done for West Indies cricket. She's obviously been a wonderful player for us over the last couple of years. And it's sad to see her go. But at the same time, if it's something that she's ready for, then supporting her 100%. Matthews said she hadn't spoken to Dottin before the announcement and she had no interpretation to offer. She said in her own words, I'm obviously down here representing Barbados and everything. So probably not looking to speak too much on that at the moment. But yeah, I definitely will have a chat with her after the Commonwealth Games to see how things are. So, obviously, Matthews has given a, a PR answer. She doesn't want to get into it, which is understandable. Barbados are playing in the Commonwealth Games. You don't want to be distracted or or focus on that. But it'll be interesting to see how that conversation does go down after the Commonwealth Games, if there is one. But the thing is, Santolkin, you're right. It is a PR answer. But even in the midst of that PR answer, she's essentially saying, boy, I don't know, you know. Hmm. Now, my thing is, I find that unfathomable that you can be the captain of the West Indies team and the GOAT of the team, the, the world boss, like seen around the self-proclaimed, but seen around the women's game as the world boss. Yeah, you can you and she's and she's Barbadian as well. You need to tell me that Deandra dropped this in the midst of her Commonwealth Games. No conversation took place. Haley don't know nothing. Santoki, if that's true, that's a big diss, you know. <laughs> that's a massive diss. I'm dropping this on you, on you. Because you know, you must know, when Deandra drops this, you must know that the, the, the backlash is, huh, but Haley's your captain for Barbados. Haley's your captain for West Indies. What, you two didn't talk about this. Why did you drop this in the middle of the Commonwealth Games? Not even at the end. Not after Not after they've lost to India, where maybe you could then understand it. it's like, okay, the Commonwealth Games campaign is over. Barbados are out. It now makes sense to drop it in the midst of... Santoki, that's a deliberate choice to do it. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, got to be an attack on someone. I mean, it's not, it wouldn't have, with the Barbados team containing so many West Indies senior players who would be involved in that team environment, which Dotting criticised, it must have made for an awkward environment. But you'd have to imagine that Matthews was aware, had a conversation with Dotting. But the difference is, is obviously Matthews a captain. She's in the organisation still, so she has to offer a political answer in that sense. She can't cuss out against Dotting. Dotting's free to do what she wants. She's free from the shackles of national duty and national commitments and that PR side of things. So they would have 100% had a conversation. As you said, it would be ridiculous if they didn't as country women and and people who know each other well for Dotting to have just dropped that. But as we said, in West Indies cricket, you never know. <laughs> Dotting might, might have just typed this out one, on Sunday night and just thought, oh, you know what, let me just send this on Twitter <laughs> and go from there. Um... Biggie, yeah, no, and I think, God, I think as well, um, we've seen in the Commonwealth Games, we'll get onto that in the next few minutes, Barbados' performances, but Dottin's she's taken one wicket across the three games and she's got scores of 8-8 eight, eight and a duck. So obviously this has been on her mind, hindering her performance. She hasn't been playing at the capabilities, which we know her to as the world boss, um, universe boss. So um, a lot of drama mash, and you can only imagine it's had a negative effect on Barbados at their debut at the Commonwealth Games, which is a shame. Yeah, it, it, it is a shame. And it's going to be very interesting, particularly in the Barbadian or Bayesian media. It's going to be very, very interesting now when they return home. And 
like you say, we're about to just get in, we're about to get into Barbados's Commonwealth Games campaign. But when they return home, if the media's doing their job properly, someone's got to interview both of them and get to the to get and get to the bottom of it. Now, I can understand what you're saying. Haley as captain probably can't actually get into it, but Deandra's the obvious interview. You mean to you mean to say that nobody in in, uh, in the Barbadian media isn't going to sit down with Deandra and go, "Come on now, like, what's 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 this all about?" That and I'm we're not taking sides. Neither one of us is Barbadians, so we're not taking sides. We're just looking at this from a neutral perspective. But there is an element of it. I still go back to my earlier points in Tokyo. There's an element of Barbados were making history in the Commonwealth Games. Couldn't she have waited? Couldn't she have, like, that was a big distraction for a Commonwealth Games campaign. They, they just, remember, Santoki, they just beaten Pakistan to make history. Couldn't, couldn't she have just waited a tiny piece? Just, just a tiny piece before, before, before dropping it. So I do think that some of the Barbadian media have got some difficult questions. Um, Deandra may well have the answers for them, but I think there's some difficult questions to be to be asked of Deandra. And I think ultimately, like you say, Santoki, the fact that she dropped it anyways, knowing it would cause, I guess, huge upheaval, means it has to have been weighing on her mind for quite some time. Because again, this letter was dated the 1st of July, and yet still she drops it. She basically dropped it on the 1st of August. Maybe mm. there was a one month embargo before she's allowed to drop it. And she was like, right, one month's up. I'm dropping this right. I'm dropping this and right is, now. If I'm not mistaken, it dropped in like the middle of the night in England, like five yeah. minutes before but she was in England. <laughs> that's true. Because actually, that's right. Because when I woke up on whatever day it was, Monday. I'm I'm seeing people going, oh, bombshell retirement. But that meant it was dropped when I was asleep, which means Deandra dropped it at one in the morning or two in the morning in the UK. <laughs> Boy, listen, there, there's more to this story than than, than is currently um, being let on. But um, we should, again, we, we we did say Barbados, but just just so people understand, and again, Santoki mentioned it um, at the top, Deandra's numbers um, speak for themselves, but it's worth people just mentioning, like, we had the World Cup and Deandra had a average World Cup, the one we got to the semi-final in. But even in having an average World Cup, Deandra was our um, got the second most runs for the West Indies team in the World Cup. Um, her average across that ODI World Cup was tw- uh, twenty-eight. Um, so let's not let's not get this mistaken, uh, Santoki. Um, in fact, and there was that game where Deandra bowled when she wasn't even really medically cleared to bowl. And I can't remember, was it New Zealand? I think she bowled the death overs, the death over versus New Zealand and got yeah. us that famous victory versus New Zealand. So let's not get this mis- on, um, misunderstood. We have to hail Deandra. We have to salute Deandra for, for all of the years she's given to West Indies and Barbados cricket. But also we have to acknowledge that this is now a huge loss um for the West Indies women's team West Indies women's team and it's it's not too dissimilar to all of our goats walking out of the T20 side after the World Cup and we now look at our T20 side as like oh all of our experience is gone like it's we cannot underestimate how huge a loss this now is for a West Indies women's team that is only really starting their rebuild now mm, yeah 100% so before we wrap up this show, let's take a look at the Commonwealth ga- campaign for Barbados. And I guess, Mash, first, it's important to highlight 
the intricacies of West Indian cricket. So Barbados mm. are representing the West Indies rather than West Indies as a unit because Barbados is done down to individual nations. Now, yep. Barbados were representing West Indies as the best side in the Caribbean. However, Jamaica won the most recent... <laughs> Jamaica won the most recent uh, women's T20 tournament. So immediately we have a bit of controversy there. But obviously Barbados had won the tournament in 2019. COVID hit. They didn't play the local T20 Blaze for two years. Because of the paperwork needed to enter the Commonwealth Games, Barbados were entered as the most recent champions. And then in June, they played the, the 2022 T20 Blaze and Jamaica crossed the line as the champions. Um, so I guess there would be a claim. A lot of people would be wondering why did Barbados go instead of Jamaica? It was all down to paperwork and kind of the logistics of it all. But nevertheless, Barbados represented us at the Commonwealth Games. First game against Pakistan, Mash. It was quite tight, you know. Um, Barbados scored 144 for four. Hayley Matthews um, with a 51 or 50 balls. Kaisia Knight, 62 or 60. It was a very laboured batting performance, but they got ahead in the end. I managed to win by 15 runs despite a late surge from Pakistan. Mash, even though we got that win, Pakistan were obviously, quote unquote, the weakest side in that group. We knew we had Australia to come and India to come in. Boy, it, was, it didn't make for pleasant reading, Mash, did it? Yeah, I mean... I- Ultimately, I mean, we knew that Australia were going to smash them. I think that 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 can't be legislated for. Australia smash everybody. They they smash West Indies, never mind smashing Barbados. So that was to be expected. The India one, I think if all of the Barbadian players are honest with them, they'll feel that they massively underachieved, uh, underachieved in that game. India was still heavy heavy favourites in that game. But I don't think the, the the gap between India and Barbados should have been as huge um as the as the the, the gap sorry as the defeat was. Um having watched that game I think Barbados didn't bowl well. I think too many people had an had an off day with with the ball. And I think once India had made I think it was 162 India made um uh at, at the end of their 20 overs realistically game was already over at that point because you're basically asking Hayley Matthews and Deandra Dottin to do something superhuman to even bring Barbados anywhere close to something like 162. So the game was actually over after injure had already um, posted 162. And I think sometimes in those scenarios, when you know you're facing such a huge target, mentally it finishes you. Because you, I, the other players are probably also looking at Deandra and Hayley and saying, well... Can you get us off to a good start? And what did Deandra get? Deandra, I think Deandra got a duck. Did she get a duck? Did she get a duck? Yeah. yeah, she got a duck. I mean, if you're sitting in the Barbados dugout and you see Deandra get a duck, you're probably already thinking, <laughs> well, this, this game's over, isn't it? But let's give them their due. As much mm-hmm. as much as Pakistan were the weakest team of the other of the three, let's not get twisted and say Barbados was supposed to be stronger than Pakistan. That's still a momentous mm-hmm. victory in the context of the of the Commonwealth Games because Pakistan themselves have beaten West Indies in, in warm-up games before the World Cup. In fact, did they beat us in the World Cup? I think they beat us in the World Cup, Pakistan, if I remember rightly. Pakistan women beat us um, in the World Cup itself. So this was a momentous victory and Barbados can hold, the Barbados women can hold their heads high going, going back home saying, well, we went to the Commonwealth Games as seen as the weakest team in the group. Yes, they've got seven players who have 
previously represented West Indies or currently represent West Indies, but that's still an achievement. And that would have been the same for any team that had gone, whether it be Jamaica, Guyana, Trinidad or Barbados, whichever one of those four, because they're the strongest, had gone, any victory would have been seen as a, as a, a momentous one. So I don't think we should look at it as, oh, they got hammered and therefore that's a huge disappointment. No, I think let's look at the positives of they're going back with a victory. Yeah, 100%. It was a momentous landmark victory, first victory for them on debut in the Commonwealth Games. And also, if you're looking at the wider picture, gave Hayley Matthews a taste of leadership in in a big Mm. tournament, which will obviously prepare her going forward to future World Cups and stuff. So definitely not a disappointing campaign. Um, As you said, we were expected to lose to Australia. India, it would have been an upset if we got the win. Unfortunately, we couldn't do that. But um, nevertheless, to beat Pakistan was a great achievement. So I think they can, as you said, fly back to Barbados with their heads held high. Most definitely. And um, I think the wider thing now, kind of like looking at everyone talking about England Lionesses and what it means for um, the women's game, all of these things, whenever, and it's, it's, it's slightly patronising when people approach it like this, but at the same time, I get it. This victory for Barbados in the Commonwealth Games only really means something if the Barbados Cricket Association now do some more with the women's game in Barbados, for example. And then by proxy, Cricket West Indies, do some more for the women's game across the region. Because sometimes I feel like when there's like momentous achievements um, in the women's game, look at when we won the 2016 World Cup, it was like, oh, West Indies women won the 2016 World Cup. What happened after that? We're, we're We're no further on six years after winning that World Cup um, than, than we should have been because sometimes people can talk up individual uh, team achievements, so to speak, sorry, and then the investment that needs to come doesn't actually come. So what's more important is what what building blocks are laid in place after this. And it is worth noting because we're not being just critical here. Um, it was just announced a couple of days ago that... Um, West Indies under-19 will be touring the United States um, to play the United States under-19s. So we're talking about the women's teams here. So we want to see things like that now. We want to see organisations, both in the territories and the wider Cricket West Indies organisation, build on the women's game. Mm. And just to find a word, CPL, obviously the first ever women's CPL taking place end of August. It's going to be very interesting. We've got three captains for the three sides. Barbados is going to be captained by Hayley Matthews, Guyana by Stefani Taylor, and then Chimbago are going to be captained by DeAndre Dotted. If Chimbago win, I don't know, Dotted <laughs> might, she might do a ramden, you know? <laughs> 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 so that will, that will definitely add some spice to this women's uh, CPL, the kind of backstage personality clashes. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But as you said, Mash, hopefully this starts more development in the women's game and more, and we can see more competitions take place in the region. Because of COVID, it's been badly affected in the region and hindered a lot of players' development. Most definitely. Well, people, thank you as ever for tuning in. Um, to West Indies on 99.94. As we always say, if there's anything in the midst of um, these uh, episodes that, that, that we record, produce, etc., do send us. You can obviously find us on Twitter or Instagram at Carib Cricket, or you can send us an email in at caribcricket at gmail.com if there's any topics or if there's any talking points that come up or if you want your input and you want us to talk about that on air do send us your messages but santoki is goodbye from me is it goodbye from you 
Yeah, that is episode two of West Indies on 99.94. See you on the other side, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to West Indies on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can also download the 99.94 app from wherever you get your apps. If you'd like to follow us personally, go to at Carib Cricket on Twitter and Instagram. You can also head to www.caribbeancricketpodcast.com where you can find links to everything we do outside of 99.94. If you'd like to follow us personally, you can find Santolki at Santolki89 and Michelle at MashSTPaddy. Remember, if you love cricket, then 99.94 is the home of Cricket Audio. Follow them for podcasts and commentary from the world of cricket. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.